Hello, everyone. I'm just waiting for my guest, Alex Thompson, uh, to join me to discuss what the hell's going on in the world. It's just going nuts at the moment. I just want to say about the Jeffrey Epstein client list. I'm seeing a lot of people sharing that they have just had it landed on their desk. The new client list. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. It hasn't been released yet. A little bit of investigation, you can just clearly see that it's not that list. So um, WikiLeaks, no WikiLeaks have come out since 2016. And the new list is a list that was compiled back in 2020. So my request is, please, could you just stop sharing fake information, especially you people who should know better? Well, finally, I'm delighted that one of my favourite people in the whole wide world, my dear friend, the wonderful, intelligent Alex Thompson. Hello. Hello, Lou. How, How are, are you? Today? It's been a while, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it has been a while, but there's been no shortage of strangenesses going on in the world. No shortages at all. We've had uh, Matt Letissier come on the show, and what a gentleman. A what very a gentleman. fine man. Yeah, and he's got, he's agreed to come. We're going to do another podcast on Alex. I do hope you can come. It's going to be on the 29th and 30th of April. We have been... God wants us to do this. He's totally in control of this one, Alex. We decided we wanted to do it in Cardiff. So if somebody offered us their apartments to use in the centre of Cardiff, we said, fantastic. Only problem is they haven't got internet. But just like that, their neighbour is going away for a month. And he said we can use his department to do the broadcasting. And then if anyone wants to come to the studio and visit us, there's some of them for them to stay, to freshen up. Like our, we've been gifted a studio and like a green room. So Tell that's you what, the 29th Lou, if, and 30th. If the Moldovan budget airline... Uh, delivers me safe and sound and on time on Saturday the 29th. I should be able to fit in an evening slot that day. Oh, that would be amazing, Alex. If not, we would love your presence over Skype as usual, but it would be much nicer to have you here in the flesh supporting us while we go into delirium like last <laughs> time. So, um, right, we've got so much to talk to. Let's talk about the UK, Ukraine nonsense and we can also bring america into this because obviously they've just had the um chemical leak in palestine idaho and i believe there's been another one somewhere else another train crash there's um, been several Ludo. I've, I've seen um uh, uh arizona mentioned michigan yes. uh even just with chemicals those two yeah uh, and, and several other derailments around the country and biden and they're, they're all there. in they swing have... states isn't that amazing isn't it and apparently the Idaho one, the majority of people there are white. Um, Biden has not sent, well, he hadn't sent FEMA, but apparently FEMA, since Donald Trump said he's going to go there, um, FEMA are going down there, but they're just sending more money to Ukraine. Now, Rushi Shunak, he is a global young leader, one of Klaus Schwab's babies. Um, I don't, I'm not following what's got, what he's up to at the moment. So what's his stance? Where are we with the Ukraine nonsense? Sunak is a technocrat, pure-blooded. Uh, the uh, quick succession of prime ministers that we've had prior to him have been people who had a war hawk platform before they came to office. 
Johnson and uh, Truss in particular were very good at histrionically waving their arms about and saying the Russians are the source of all the evil in the world. Sunak, to state the obvious, is of Indian extraction, although having grown, grown up in Britain, he doesn't therefore have, he, or I should say he therefore doesn't have the same reflexes as the the haw haw class into which Cameron and Johnson were born, uh, or the sort of uh, Arivist class that Liz Truss was born into. Uh, Sunak is, and I'm not trying to be racist for the sake of it, just stating the obvious, he's allowed, as are some other ethnic minority elite people in Britain and similar countries, to have his own set of opinions and priorities, much more than those who go to the, um, the, the regular uh, go the regular route of getting primed for high office. Sunak, rather stereotypically for an Indian, uh, was very keen on making money and rubbing shoulders with superior people. I don't think that he has uh, much in his head regarding Russia. Um, he is very, very keen on positioning Britain as a corporate success story. Uh, he was, of course, Chancellor of the Exchequer before that. I'm not suggesting he's um, more docile more docile than his predecessors but he is certainly going to take uh briefing papers on what to do uh straight down the line from the deep state he doesn't have a dog in this this fight himself right. of course he has the same rhetoric as anyone else uh i don't get the sense that britain is quite as uh drum beating in the last couple of months uh, Sunak has got into his stride as it was previously. The Americans are getting back into the fray and the Poles, uh, the old uh, belligerents really against mm. Russia. You're seeing them much more to the fore. Biden's announced he's coming to Warsaw. He's made a surprise visit to Kiev today. Um, I'm not saying Britain's going to be sidelined, but it's not just at the moment the key pusher. Uh, That's interesting. Of the... I'm off to Poland on uh, Friday because my grandfather's ashes are scattered there because he was Polish and he's actually got a mural hanging up in the Polish War Museum over there because he led him and his, he was only 17, him and his mates, he led them across a, like a destroyed, destroyed Warsaw and they, they snapped a photo and my grandfather was leading him and his four mates with guns over their shoulders over the rabble. So, um, and he never went back. I think just, I think he went back once just before he died, but we're supposed to be going there on Friday. That'd be interesting. Well, find out, you'll find it's a very divided society. The West and the coast along the North is getting increasingly liberal and Westernized. Oh, the East no. and the South is Catholic farming country, but there's a division there too, between those who are following the government line, which is, not quite war with Russia and following the opposition line, which is Putin is the devil incarnate. So mm. the government and the opposition are vying with each other uh, to demonize Putin and suing each other over such accusations. So where are we with the Putin stuff? Because I, you know, we're having it pumped into us 24 seven that he is the antichrist. He is this evil human being. But from what I've seen, he stands up. He talks about the deep state. He talks about child trafficking. He talks about paedophilia. He's coming out and saying it all. I've still got people in my village with uh, red and yellow uh, ribbons around their gates. And there's a tabletop sale actually this weekend for the Ukraine fund. I mean, they're in 500 pound a night hotels. We saw what went on up in Liverpool with illegal immigration. Not, not even, they're not even uh, just 
Ukrainians. Um, our people, you know, that they're, they're, they're coming for our children. Um, where, where are we on the stance of Putin? Uh, what shall we say? It's a, tough um, one, isn't it? it's a very tough one. People have been trying to look into his mind for decades. And this is assuming that he has a constant view. You know, I, I get the sense that anyone who replaced Putin would be, you know, more more Putin if he were to survive very long in Russia. So we shouldn't over-personalise it to his character. From what I can see, and we've obviously brainstormed this at length at UK Column and with many like-minded colleagues, um, Putin probably started out at the beginning of his presidency in New Year 2000, um, wanting to play the game uh, and rub, rub along with the globalists, both Western and in his own country. And at some point, about five or six years into his ten tenure, he got into his stride and he decided to throw them over. In fact, even before then, he had uh, started dealing with the, the worst of the oligarchs. I'm not saying he's a good man outright, but and I, I gave a whole talk about this at Alternative View 9.1. I have observed that the, that the line of world government philosophy that he follows and that the Russians more generally follow, um, not the communists, but the Russians now, seems to be to be disgusted at the abuse of children and uh, to have no place for that in the strategy and indeed to expose your rival's use of child abuse uh, as a way of up upending them, if, if not for moral outrage for its own sake. So we don't see, uh, you know, Russia doing that. I know, of course, that the, the, the Russian secret services are full of what they call compromat, getting material on people like any major intelligence service. But I don't see that Putin personally is involved in that. I have seen also, probably you have as well, Lou, testimony from Russian troops, which I don't think has been faked from what I can see, though it's very, very hard to tell. Yeah. Um, people talking in genuine disgust uh, on the front lines in Ukraine, on the Russian side, about having discovered centres where unspeakable things are done to children. And I don't see that coming out of the Ukrainian side. No, no. Um, well, I'm staying on this spy and, and, and foreign influences. These spy balloons, Alex, what uh, Biden left it up there for over a week, eight days. Um, it was a balloon, but he sent the force of the American uh, military to go and fire it down over the Atlantic. They're trying to say that they don't know what it is. I mean, surely the Pentagon must be three steps ahead. You would you would like you would like to think you would. The wouldn't Pentagon you? is three steps ahead of anything coming up and if that balloon had been up there for god knows how long how did the airspace not pick it up if monkey works <laughs> can pick it up with his with the new um what's it called the new uh software that he uses avr labs skyglass um why can't the why can't the military Sometimes it's convenient to turn a blind eye to something, isn't it, Lou? Do you remember Admiral Nelson putting yes. the telescope to his blind eye when he'd been ordered not to engage the French and said, or not to stay where the French ships were? And he said, I see no ships. Yes. It's a, a 21st century version of that. I mean, I'm no expert in the matter. I just record my own uh, disbelief, yeah. incredulity at the notion that the balloon could have gone right over Alaska the northwest of Canada and down to Montana before being detected. 
Uh, no, no it, I think the official story is not that, but rather it was when someone in Billings, Montana, said, what's this, that the government had to admit that it knew about it. But if you know about it while it's over the Aleutian Islands, uh, for argument's sake, why not shoot it down there? Well, that's a very good question. It's a very, very good question. So do we get them over here, do you think? Are we just not being told? Are we... You know, I mean, they can go incredibly high up. I don't know what the range is. I don't know if you know what the range is. I've seen various things, but I understand from aeronautical people that the main constraint is that these balloons are in very fast air currents of over 100 knots. So they are not going to be able to go, you know, precisely where they're told. And they have uh, now we're told that the US military has been tracking previous such Chinese balloons and they have been carried by slipstreams down towards Latin America, when, of course, they were meant to fly over the US, continental US. So that just shows how, how rough a tool they are. But I understand they can hover still uh, when there is no particular wind and they, their equipment is better for some purposes and they evade detection better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, with all the technology and everything that we've got around, I'm just... I don't I don't understand how they think they can keep peddling this nonsense to us and uh, then we're not going to um, to pick up on it. Of course, the, the quality of the people, I, I would venture to say the military intelligence people on both sides of the Atlantic and most certainly the politicians commanding them and making light, making hay of their findings. That quality has, has plummeted in the last few years. They are the victims of their own uh, memes and and uh narratives aren't they to a very large extent they've drunk their own kool-aid as it's often called yeah and i, I think they, they get their notions of what the public will believe largely from thrillers on tv yeah oh yeah i mean we know that don't we we it was just if you go back and watch fringe a series called fringe back around early 2002 i think it was i tell you is everything in there absolutely everything even down to ebola um oh it's just insanity um right alex i've got to, we're gonna go, we're gonna shift now it's kind of linked to spying but we've been talking about detroit as you know and i've linked the Dutro case all the way through to balenciaga there is the same players who were linked and mentioned and i was looking for the guy's name and i have it now uh, so the guy who had a very large mansion um, in the Belgian forests was a gentleman called Axel Vervot, V-E-R-V-O-O-R-D-T. Verfurde. Verfurde. Verfurde, yes. yes. Axel Your Vervoort. best Flemish. Well, he has a, a very large estate in Belgium. It's, and I know that I know the roads of Belgium very well because I mapped it all out. <laughs> um, and he's also very, very close friends with Marina Abramovich. And not only that, he's also very close friends with um, the guy who owned Planet Ping Pong, James Alphonsus. Oh, the Comet Ping Pong Man in Washington. Comet Ping Pong Man. And, and as you mentioned, Abramovich... As you mentioned, the spirit cooking grand dame, I was in a Belgian bookshop, uh, a very leading one, actually, last week when work took me that way. And Maria Abramovich's biography was in pride of place. Wow. Well, I went to, to, to send some files on WeTransfer 
And while it was all uploading, this advert came up in red with, it was just this flash. It was like getting gradual and gradual, this red image. And then her face appears and it's all about her incredible art and the and the, the amazing woman of Marina Abramovich. And I, I said, I don't want to ever use, I don't want to use WeTransfer again. Because she's advertising that's, that's on That's mild compared with some of the stuff that's on WeTransfer. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. It's about uh, uh, the art of repressed uh, one-legged black lesbians, oh, usually. Oh, wow. I haven't <laughs> seen that one, thankfully. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just summarising various of the... Yeah, uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Art. It's all about uh, freeing the repressed, which, I mean, we won't go down that rabbit hole right now, but when cultural Marxism pressed all, presses all this, the idea is that there are no boundaries. You know, the most extremely different people and the most supposedly oppressed people have to be the norm so that there's no boundary between child and adult man and nature uh, good and bad wow so to true so we've got this guy on the list apparently um because we got the, the public got told that it was just those six girls a couple died oh. they did rescue everyone but in belgium and i'm not exaggerating knows that it was very many more than that I mean, Belgium is the first paedophile awake nation. I know people like to ridicule them because they're a fake nation, as Farage called them, and a non-nation. But I spend a lot of time with them, both the Flemings and the Walloons, and indeed Brussels, which is like a third nation because it's largely immigrant now. Uh, and these, these are highly moral people. Very, very clever people, too. Some of the cleverest in the world, in my opinion. Um, and they know perfectly well that everyone up to their royal family is involved. Yeah. I mean, I've got some people on the list. Prince uh, Lilane, Prin Princess Lilane, Prince Charles, King Boudouin. Well, Boudouin or Baudouin, depending on whether you're going for the Dutch or French version. B-A-U-D-O-U-I-N. King Boudin. Baudouin. Baudouin. Uh, King Albert II, Prince Laurent. Um, Count Hervé de Ursel. I mean, the, the list is just endless. And these were the pink papers um, and statements by different children and different they were, people they were, were the in the area. They were called X1 to X10. And That's a couple right. of these ladies waived their anonymity and we know who they are. But more particularly, and it's very hard to get, it's only in Dutch and French. There's a book called The X-Files, What You Were Not Allowed to Know That's About. That's right, yes. Have you, and have I've you... gone through that with a fine tooth comb. And also people have even managed to keep on put on YouTube the names, which was redacted from the book, uh, the names from the police interview files of the perpetrators named by these young ladies. And as I say, it's royalty, it's captains of industry, it's European commissioners. Um, it's the, the whole lot, really. The, the men who shaped the destiny of, of European unification. Do you think we'll ever see an end to this? Do you think there is going to be justice done, Alex? Not within the system, it isn't. In a way, there's a, a certain kind of justice in that, uh, you know, you get royal abdications, you get strange things like royals not travelling anymore to certain countries as a result of people's efforts in this regard, both on the continent and the, in the Anglosphere. Think of Kevin Annett's efforts as well in Canada. Yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah. justice takes many forms, Lou. I mean, you know, the wheels of, of uh, what's it called? The mill of God's justice grinds slow but very fine. But there's also, you know, I know it's it's cold comfort to the victims in their own lifetime, but there are there is such thing as poetic justice and historic justice uh, when people are vindicated and when the legacy of the perpetrator is uh, is trashed. They're all going to have to stand before before God. Yes. And, and be accountable for their crimes. He will hold them accountable and 
Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Prince Charles just standing out here and I'm after the guy. He Did you see the picture of him with some guy turn up, some transgender guy, black guy turn up in the high heels to go and get knighted? Um, I mean, the, the country's... The, I, I don't know where this country's going to, Alex. We have lost every single bit of our Christian values on what made this country so great. It's gone. And how did we lose it? Where where did we lose it? Where did it go? It, it uh, disappeared because we weren't prepared to uh, uphold it. I, I slowed the progress of the de-Christianisation of Britain by one year as an undergraduate. Shall I tell you how? Go. There was a professor at St John's College, Cambridge, called Professor Beetson. Uh, who, as I found out years later, was a specialist in writing opinions on how Britain was not a Christian nation anymore and mustn't favour Christianity. Well, to my, to my mind, he was just the neighbour of me and my roommate in a stone uh, turret. But I had a Cayley band come to our room one day with harp, bagpipes, drums, the lot. And this irascible professor rapped on the door mid-afternoon and said, I'm trying to work. You disturb me for an hour. And that was Professor Beetson. And years later, I found out that he was the definitive go-to man for the quotes that were that ended up in the High Court about Britain is not a Christian nation, but just people haven't realised it yet. Wow. The Queen hasn't been told yet was the kind of line he took. So uh, there we are, Beats and my part in his downfall. The, the whole liberal, the whole this whole liberal agenda. Uh, where did it really? Where, you know, it was frowned upon. It was you know homosexuality. People dressing up in women's clothes, <laughs> they'd be mocked. It was, an, you know, people were embarrassed. It was something you did behind closed doors. Um, well, I mean, in the first where... half of the 20th century, it was already the perversion of the mainstream. There's been a slew of books written in the uh, around the Profumo affair, including by people in the heart, at the heart of it, like the recently deceased Christine Keeler and I've now Johnny Vedmore. Johnny Vedmore's doing excellent journalism on this period as well now. Uh, published at Unlimited Hangout, and I hope we'll uh, publish Ooh, I, with I wouldn't again. mind speaking to him, actually. You you should. He's an, an <laughs> outstanding fellow. But uh, all of the, it, it's quite clear that sadomasochistic parties, even just adults uh, consentingly doing silly things uh, and wicked things, but going on to the use of, of children and the blackmail end, end of it and the stealing of secrets that thereby, that was rife by the 1950s, early 1960s behind the facade of Christian conservative government. And if you go back towards the you know, the Edwardian and, and interwar era, it was there at the aristocratic level, if not at the political level yet. So it was allowed to seep down. Yeah, I mean, it's even in our church. I mean, we've come out that church leaders aren't saying God is a man. They're allowing same-sex marriages. I mean, what is going on within the church? What's the churches over there like um, in the Netherlands? They Are do they have the same it? problem. The equivalent of the Anglicans, the sort of quasi-established uh, Reformed Church, now it's now called uh, called the Protestant Church in the Netherlands, and it's an, an amalgam of three denominations, but it started off being roughly equivalent to the C of E in social terms. They've had atheists, preachers, and um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have chapter and verse, but I think one or two of them have said that they're minor attracted clergymen as well. Well, they've had that as well, but they just get shunned by society far more than we do. And, you know, some of the real Christians are inside these main line denominations and some are outside, but they keep their attendance up, they keep separate, far better than the British manage. Basically, the only British denominations that manage to pull off the same purity 
degree of purity that uh, you see in you know is main is quite deep in the Netherlands would be very small denominations like the Free Presbyterians in Scotland, and that's a handful of people. You know, whereas the Netherlands you've got hundreds of thousands of people like that. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're socially more conservative. You know, the the total opposite of the image that they have abroad. It's just, I mean, it's insanity. I mean, we we were warned in the Bible. You know, we were made man and woman for a reason. You know, it, it, this is it. You see, the, the devil doesn't just want to sexualize us uh, for the sake of it. You know, he he hates everything about how we were created. That we are in the image of God, and the very verse Genesis one twenty six twenty seven that says we are created in the image of God says right there that we were created male and female. So obviously, that's a core part of being in the image of God. And look and at Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes, of course. You know, he he wiped it out. The men coming to the door. Yeah. Um, but this is the normal. Anyone who speaks out, anyone who misgenders someone is getting in trouble. And as for what's been going on with the entertainment industry and Sam Smith, I don't know if you have any comments. I don't know <laughs> if you have seen. I have. The absolutely it, but, yeah. diabolical, disgusting music video. Um, but if you want these... to go to the root of it, Lou, it was, you know, if we go back to the early 60s again, the London club scene with the gangsters and the uh, what we now know is the use of children in that scene to entrap politicians. Yeah. Um, this this was a spin-off of the entertainment sector of the London West End and the entertainment sector of London high society. And this was not without reason. Uh, you know, the, Leonard Ravenhill, one of the very best uh, preachers that Britain's produced in the 20th century famously said entertainment is the devil's devil's substitute for joy mm. uh, and uh, for years people were called killjoys puritans and mary whitehouse for pointing this out but the, the the turning of entertainment into a mass industry is a wet stream for the devil and has very little for solid people to offer yeah. you know yeah. that, that that's where the rot starts that we accept that there's the uh, legions of people who devote themselves uh to to the profession of making other people giggle yeah yeah and we've got this 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 whole agenda now in the classroom um obviously the mums are still fighting they've got a the, the government put seventy five thousand in costs for the court case obviously the government have got the welsh people's money to fight these four parents Yes, it will be uh, as in Scotland, where it was found through David Scott's circle of campaigners that it's a condition of contract, a benefit, a contractual benefit of being employed by the government, that they will give you taxpayers' money in a bottomless pit to fight your case um, if you are sued by anyone or even criminally taken on by the courts if the government thinks it's in its policy interests to fund your case. Yeah, well, this 70,000... The four parents have been left on their shoulders, so we're going to continue to to fight and do this. Um, but I'm not seeing enough parents speaking out. I don't know, has the column had any calls from concerned parents about what their children are coming home talking, yes, talking about? Yes, we do. We do. We can't focus on it every day, but we certainly do get a lot. But I'm getting the sense that the parents are wise enough now through the reporting that we and others are doing to know what to do about it. Uh, you know, it, it's, it starts with writing to the responsible people at the local education authority and within the school itself saying, you're on record now with your name. Uh, sometimes they copy in the UK column to that saying, uh, you've been told what's in this stuff. You've been told my child's not to be part of it. Uh, any further ramifications are on your head. Yeah. 
Yeah. You can't I mean, go shopping with these the, people. Just to get it out of, just because it's in every lesson, you see, that the, with taking away parents' basic human rights, that they have got no control, that they can't remove their child from that lesson. And then the Welsh government's response was, you know, you can either put your kids in private school or you can take them out to homeschool them. That's your choices. You yes, and then you get to the German child. level where, of course, there's there's very little private schooling and, and homeschooling is outlawed in Germany. And I know it wasn't directly on this point, but concerned yeah. parents in a conservative part of Germany did corner their Bürgermeister, their local mayor once, about some of the filth. I think it was the 2015 migration wave and the consequences for their daughters in particular. And the smug bugger uh, just stood in his, or sat, sat easy in his chair and said, you can always leave Germany. Wow. Wow. And people are leaving their countries. Mm. Um, we seem to, uh, I mean, I don't know how our immigration is doing. I don't know how many illegals, I don't know what it's like down at the ports. Um, what, as I say, I haven't been keeping up on things. It's been a very quiet month for me. So we're just getting back into the routine. How are things going with the illegal immigration? And what are you hearing at the column in regards to illegal immigrants we've recently had that case up in uh, Liverpool as we mentioned where they'd had enough the Scousers had had enough you know you've got veterans laying on the streets no money these people are being put up in the posh hotels and then they're coming after our little girls there seems to be much more of this and this isn't from the column but just from footage that people share with me yeah um Ireland various parts of England uh you see a lot more footage of men uh, sexually at it in public with minors, just not caring. So uh, I, I don't know where it's all coming from, uh, you know, because the, the smartphones have been there for enough years now. Uh, there's not been a change to the platforms. So there does perhaps seem to be more of this. Exactly. But there's no, there's, they're just letting these people in. They're not vetting them. And then they're putting up in these hotels near schools. We don't know who these people are. Um, what do you think is going to happen with the with with immigration in this country? And what are these people going to get returned? Are they going to get shunted on out? It's inconceivable that the authorities will return them. There's no uh, animus to do that at all. You know what? What pool of people would you recruit from that would become the next generation of ministers making policy or officers enforcing it? Who would want to return people to the countries they came from? There's, there's nobody in, in, there is no pool of such people. I'll do it. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going to get appointed, are you? There's, <laughs> no. a, there's a horrible logic which is continuing oh. this policy. And, you know, those who are involved, even the lifeboat crews, think that they are rendering a wonderful service to mankind and are very proud of what they're doing. What happens with people? Do, do they have much, do they have any of this in uh, in the Netherlands? What we're very going much, to? very much. Really? There's a very large asylum seekers centre in a rural area in the northeast near the German border, deliberately as far away from the big cities as possible. Uh, and they have, um, have problems with these guys uh, wandering out of their accommodation and trashing cars on the roads around. Um, they are so full that they are housing asylum seekers on boats moored alongside the river in on the in the canals and rivers alongside the cities now um there's quite a lot of outrage at footage of some of these people with flashy smartphones and the latest hairstyles it's very similar to britain but uh, there's a bit more of a lid on the reporting on it i think yeah well there's there, there isn't enough reporting on it really here either um there's also not with 
there's also not been any reporting recently on Rotherham and the Nottingham cases. I mean, Mickey Summers was trying to expose um, what was going on in the children's homes. We obviously had Melanie Shaw at that same children's home as Mickey, Mickey Summers. We had all the stuff going on in Rotherham. Um, it's kind of more distractions going on. OK, we've, we've kind of dealt with COVID. No doubt we're going to wait for another seriously um, scary pandemic to come along. Um, they're not covering the stories of the children as much as they should be. Yes, we get the little clippets and news. We're saying, and what what's, makes me laugh, Alex, is that it's the mainstream media were making it from the clips I saw that it was the people of Liverpool. They were the ones out of order. They were the troublemakers because of these poor refugees that come over. So, you know, we, we've got the same, you know, we've got the town councils. It's the councillors. It's people within these offices that half the, are, are like 80% of the problem. Would you not agree? I would agree. And there seems to be a... Civil Faustian. service, that's it. The yeah, there's, service. there's a Faustian bargain now at the local councils between the elected, the elected councillors and the employed officials, the staff. Uh, I think that they understand that if they were really to lay the blame on each other for what they're uh, they're culpable of, they would they would all fall together and they would lose their perks, you know. And if you can't hack it in central government or an international organisation or a corrupt uh, business like Big Pharma, then one of the best games in town because of the no notorious nepotism and secret societies around it is to join local government. Yeah. You know, on either side of the uh, of the line, as an, an as an elected person or as a uh, as an official, a local civil servant, and then you you really are made as long as you yeah. don't rock the boat. So there's very little boat rocking. There isn't, and there's not enough boating within um, the social services. I mean, we see now humanities is the main thing for for college leavers and school kids. It's all to do with humanities. So you've got the school leavers coming out. I want to go in childcare. I want to be a social worker. Half of the people who come out with this have got major issues going on at home. Yeah. They're doing it to be do-gooders. They can't cope with their everyday life. And they are going off. They're doing these training courses with very woke type of people. Then they're going out. They don't have a clue about the real world, but they're going not. out to visit families. And what if you've got a few different politics going on there? These people... They're not right in their own mind. They're probably taking the pros out, but they're going out, they're doing their everyday jobs. How could, if they can't even be controlled, because there's no old school, like in teaching, there's no old school teachers left. No. You know, and the same as nursing, there's, you know, old matrons within the wards. There's none of that. So they're coming out of the, they're coming out of their training colleges. They're going into people's homes. They don't know what's going on within the families and they are responsible for making decisions over where the children stay in a situation when they can't even sort their own problems out. So this is yet another, this is to do with the local councils, Most you know, certainly. And, and overall big government. I mean, how on earth are we ever going to get this nation back on track? We're I mean, going to have to start local, aren't we? You're going to have to start with your own family and then take over your own parish council. And I mean it quite literally. The Americans are ahead of us. They're already doing it. You'll be aware of some of the counties in in widely varying states, not just the, uh, the the ones you'd expect, such as Idaho, Tennessee, North Carolina, uh, but states that didn't have that heritage. Michigan, some of the New England states, 
they're getting people saying we're going to take over our county government and all of the elected posts there are the school boards notoriously are a very good one yeah in the USA. Oh, say we don't have that system here it is isn't it and they elect their state judges as well so they can by the same token put them out on their ear if they rule ridiculous judgments so that's the way to go to go to start local i mean brian garish has often said in any part of the united kingdom your, your parish council has more power than you might expect yeah just true. people don't bother to get, go and get elected on it no they don't because it, it, it it's not something people are just too busy to get down the pub they don't want to know really they don't want to know so what else is going on with you alex what's how's it going with the column have you got any events coming up i'm delighted you're going to join us back on the 30th 29th or 30th yes um, moldovan where... airline permitting um we've got a lot going on we're continuing to expand i'm commissioning editor so i'm responsible for our authors and our audio content and there's a big pipeline we you know we're really uh, groaning at the seams at the moment with all the good stuff that's uh, that's coming well keep liberty tactics in mind oh, absolutely Your audio streaming yes of course yeah there's, there's yes. plenty going on lots more Europeans watching us than ever before I get oh, because good. I where I've, I'm based I get to hobnob with them now so I've got sources at quite interesting institutions and others writing to me who are clearly insiders in various European governments um, and they're learning a lot from the from the British resistance movement generally and from the UK column in particular it's a pleasure to see that's it's really, really good news. Really I'm good news. I remember us all crowded in one room, oh, handing yes. a microphone around the very first show. I know yeah, it was. <laughs> that's a different era, isn't it? But Lou, this this will thrill you. You'll know of Pastor Matt Trewella and the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. Absolutely, I've got it here enthused. on my. I've got it on my bookshelf. Yeah. Well, Mark Anderson, bless him, did a long segment on this uh, second of January on the doctrine of the lesser magistrates uh, for his UK column news item. And oh, Matt fabulous. Trevella has picked up on it and praised UK Column for it and said that word's getting out internationally. Well, that's very interesting because it was General Flynn who recommended me that book. Yes, yes, I remember that. It was him that, that uh, and, it's, and it's nice to hear of Mark Anderson. We haven't heard from him for ages. It would be nice to to get him back on the show. He was on all the time uh, a little while ago. Um, but what about this bloody pandemic. I know that I went to go and have a look to see, I wonder what the uh, latest yellow card is, but that seemed, the yellow card seems to have gone. Yes, yeah. Yellow I, card reporting, but I would, I think. Oh, was... oh, I see what you mean. Um, the MHRA, the British Drugs Regulator, changed yes. the format. It didn't update these sheets from September last year on, was September 2022. And then uh, perished the thought that this was due to UK Columns pressure chuckle chuckle they suddenly announced here is our new all singing all dancing uh, adverse events uh, output and look you can view graphs and all the things that you couldn't do in the past which but which uk column data did make allowable so yeah. we have we have we're going to rethink how we uh, what we do with that portion of the website because uh, they are it, coming it's to job. They... yeah the, the, but deaths are still going on people are still dropping down dead suddenly Yes, and Debbie um, Evans is very good about not forgetting the victims of the jabs. We have an ongoing series called Vaccine Damage Real People. You can easily find on the UK Column website, such as by searching for that phrase on the website. Uh, and we're continuing, particularly through uh, a self-help group of the victims called UK CV Family. I know them very well. I speak to Charlotte regularly, so they're lovely people. They really are. Um, 
we now we're seeing GB News. This is the final subject. And there's so much to cram in with you, Alex. <laughs> GB News, the censorship and what Neil Oliver's gone through. They won't have our mums from Wales on. In fact, many, many people won't. I don't know. I don't understand why. Brian has just done an off-air interview with Kim, but it would be lovely if Kim could appear actually on the show one day. But why, why are people so frightened of Kimberly? Why won't they give her the airtime? She's fighting for every child in the United Kingdom. Every child. No one yeah. else is doing it. Yeah. Well, the, and the elders are afraid silence. of what the ladies might say. Yeah. That they, you know, that they might uh, mention GB some of the things. News. Yes, well, the whole circle of those regulated by Ofcom has agreed not to say certain things, and it's the same, really, as uh, the false pretenses under which people get arrested by the police, uh, whether it's regulated broadcasting or whether it's the police breathing down your neck on the streets. Uh, the red line, which is not in law, but it's a policy red line for sure, is if you associate the sexual corruption of children with any kind of sexual perversion uh then you're going to be lifted for that you mustn't say that yeah it's tragic it's absolutely tragic i mean mark stein mark stein's gone they're trying to silence neil oliver i must give lawrence boxes due because lawrence is absolutely incredible he doesn't care he said it's all right gb knows when i have any shit or she'll be on my reclaim you'll be on my youtube which He's a breath of fresh air. He really is. He doesn't care. And he's speaking out. And he's, he's, I'm, I'm very impressed. You, you'll be aware that Fox his is wife doing. is Kathy Gingle running the Conservative Woman, which likewise has been one of the very few non censoring platforms. I had no idea of that. Yeah, that's, that's my recollection. I don't yeah, have it in black Because he right was married to Billy Piper, wasn't he? <laughs> was he now? Yeah, he was married, married to uh, Chris Whatnot, the radio jockey. Chris Evans, yeah. 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 Then she married Lawrence Fox, and I believe that's who he's got his children with. Oh. So, but, yeah, I mean, what a guy, really good guy, and he's asked her to get involved with Groom 2. So, we're getting, we are getting it out there. Um, any final words, Alex? It's been a bit of an all-over-the-place show today, but it was just <laughs> I wanted to catch up with you on general, of course. on everything general. And then I know when Catherine's going to be back next week, I know she's desperate to speak to you because we're actually starting to see a lot of people talking about the porn industry and how dangerous it yes. is. All yes. of a sudden, it just seems to be everywhere. Ban porn, ban porn. Yeah. And we do this this pornography needs to be banned of End course of the, the only dark side of, of this movement or this push is that it is also being invoked insincerely uh, by a number of western countries who want digital identity as a condition for going on the internet oh don't right and uh, mike robinson with his usual technical mind has has debunked this claim very quickly he just says that if you the only legislation needed is to require all producers of adult content, as it's often euphemistically called, to put it on an XXX domain. And then you don't need any further uh, laws uh, because any concerned parent uh, or anyone who has morals for themselves can tell the Internet service provider at their local end to block that whole domain. That's it. That's all that's needed. But instead, you need this. Uh, if, if you're a, a censor, you need always to be able to throw up your hands in horror. Uh, about wow. the effects of porn and uh, so that children need to have uh, to prove their age to get online. Right. They said that's, that's the, the way that the game pie, is played. Isn't it? It's easy as pie. Um, 
with regards to um, digital IDs, I've recently had Sandy Adams um, on and talking about the government's, um, what should we call it? It's their, uh, it's the first stage, isn't it? Their consultation. Consultation. The government consultation that has to be in by the 1st of March. Mm-hmm. Um do you think they're just going to go ahead? Is it going to make yes. because people have asked me? Yes, is it really just, yeah. worth filling it in because they're just going to go and do whatever yeah, they yes want? Yes and yes and yes. These things don't cancel each other out. Yes, you give them both barrels uh, in your consultation response, and yes, they're going to press ahead with it anyway, as they have done with everything for the last generation. But don't lose your chance to tell them. No, fair enough. Alex, how can people follow you? ukcolumn.org and i'm on telegram as eastern approaches which is t.me slash east app fabulous alex thompson thank you so much for coming back on the show and we'll sort something out next week when Catherine's back uh, and then we can it. really really dive into the history of um of hefner of kinsey yes. of all of them Let and us. maybe even further back Oh, yes. It goes a long way back to the Marquis de Sade and other such 18th century Frenchmen. Yes. Brilliant. Alex Thompson, as always, God bless you and thank you so much. Thank you, Lou. Bless you. Well, guys, that was a bit of an all over the place today. It wasn't structured at all. But with Alex, he's he's just this wealth of knowledge. So I can um, I can just throw anything at him and he will and he will know. So that's it. Catherine's going to be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, LibertyTactics.co.uk. As always, we're getting some more articles up there. We're going to have some more content. And we've also got our shop working on in the background. And then we're going to be hopefully within the next, well, by June, we should have our own members section um, where we were going to be going on doing online chats. Uh, Zoom calls with bringing people on to ask our guests questions. So, so much is going on in the background, libertytactics.co.uk. And if you haven't, please go to publicchildprotectionwales.org. We're still doing the £3 challenge. Donate £3. You probably got it in your jar from the weekend, maybe. You went out for a beer, you got £3 change. Chuck it on your debit card. £3, Public Child Protection Wales. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless.